Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Brustling Unlimited, as it's Monday, January 6th, 2023, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight news stories to talk about, technically seven, one I'm about to go on a rant, so... We'll get into all of that. We're talking about WWE disrespecting NASCAR. Uh, an update on NXT talents working indie dates. Improvements to WWE 2K23. Tony Khan speaks more on the potential, the potentiality of buying WWE. Double or nothing 2023. And so much more because this is the wrestling wrap up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy to watch video. Every Monday and Friday morning at roughly 11 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific. We break down all the wrestling news you may have missed in the last couple of days. We do the show live on twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited and youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But also remember, if you do miss it live, you can still watch it later on YouTube or listen to it on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or access to anybody's Amazon Prime account, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out over there by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League. Fortnite, Fall Guys, no, no longer Rumbleverse, just Rocket League, Fortnite, and Fall, Rocket League, Fortnite, and Fall Guys. Use this code down here, PWUnlimited, at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases, and you'll be directly supporting us at no extra cost. Again, put in code PWUNLIMITED at checkout, whether that is through the Epic Game Store on your computer or for Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rocket League on your PlayStation, Nintendo Switch. Xbox and Fortnite on your mobile device. Again, code PW Unlimited for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Now, I'm going to preface this with we're opening this with a little bit of a rant because NASCAR has been disrespected to a degree by the WWE. And the first thing I want to do. First thing I want to do is pull this post up from WWE.com on the screen. This photo gallery, you may say. Because this is what WWE does when a sports team wins a championship. They send them a belt. 2021 Milwaukee Bucks. 2021 Tampa Bay Lightning. 2020-2021 champion Scottish Premiership. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. LA Dodgers. 
Los Angeles Lakers. WNBA Storm. And they all get these belts, as you see, with custom side plates. Custom side plates. And they send them to the champions. Let's just keep going. Pretty quickly. Look, they're showing them off in their stadiums and whatnot. Look, custom side plates. And they mail those out. And in the case of, like, say, the Golden State Warriors, for instance, they get those championships or that championship before they do their celebration parade. We've seen plenty of pictures of, like, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson holding up the WWE championship during their parade. And for the last couple of years, WWE has also given the NASCAR Cup Series champion a championship, a belt. But, and now the image is not showing up, but WWE has done it, I guess you could say, not in the same manner as they do with other sports. As we look at this image, or the, yeah, this image right here posted yesterday. Well, actually, it, this took place yesterday with the New Day giving NASCAR Cup Series 2022 champion Joey Logano a WWE championship belt. But what is wrong with this picture? There are two things wrong with this picture. A, where are Logano's custom side plates? Where are Logano's custom side plates? And two, why did he have to wait three months to get this belt three months the nascar championship race and the season ended the end of october yeah wwe is gonna wait to give joy logano a belt that doesn't even have custom side plates so you can't use the gosh darn excuse of well, the hand to hand side plates made not an excuse we saw in 2021 the Street Profits gave Chase Elliott a championship the week of the Daytona 500 after winning the championship in 2020. Come on, WWE. Really? Really? This is some bullshit. All these other sports champions get belts with custom side plates and get belts sent to them quickly. Yet, and kudos to the New Day being there to present this belt live on race day on Fox to Joy Logano. But still, what? He's got to wait, and it's not even a custom belt? He doesn't get custom side plates, no nothing? It's just a base-ass WWE belt that you can go buy for 400 500 bucks on shop? So dumb. So disrespectful. Come on, WWE. You can do better. But there's my rant. There's my soapbox. I just wanted to touch on that. And I see some people in the chat. NASCAR's boring. Bias news. Well, first off, NASCAR's not boring if you actually know how the sport works. Most people that say NASCAR's boring don't understand the sport of NASCAR and what goes into a race. And second, bias news. Hey, Hendricks, I said before I even started talking about this that this wasn't news and that I was going to rant on something for a minute. So get it straight. Get it straight, buddy boy. But yes. WWE, slightly disrespecting NASCAR. At least they gave Joey a belt. But I mean, Joey could have went and bought that belt himself on shop and got it a lot sooner. A lot sooner. Like, where's the custom either Team Penske, because that's the overarching team he drives for, or just the number 22 
custom side plates. Come on. Come on, WWE. As far as news does go, we got to... Oh, we got more people in the chat now popping off on NASCAR. This person says NASCAR is... Okay, never mind, never mind. I take that back. This person says NASCAR is not boring. I loved it growing up, but I lost interest when Jeff Gordon retired. I can see that. If your driver, or even in other sports, the, the player you watched the most retired, you may not be interested anymore. I get that. I get that, but what's stopping you from picking another driver? I grew up 100% Gordon fan. Gordon retired? Kyle Busch. I know this is the wrong hat. Fucking NASCAR.com ain't sending me the new one till April. What is with that? You order a hat from NASCAR.com for this new season in December, and they say you're not getting it till April? Come on. What? The? I ordered it the day it went on sale. Anyways. Anyways. As far as news does go. Um, first news story, actual news story we're going to talk about is kind of an update from something that broke over the weekend. So, over the weekend, news came out. Actually, it was announced that Ivy Nile of NXT was going to be working for Booker T's Reality of Wrestling next weekend, this upcoming weekend. And this then led to a tweet from Brian Alvarez that stated that WWE is going to allow NXT superstars to work for, quote-unquote, select indies. And he didn't say anything else on that. And so everyone ran with that story. And then in the post-show press conference after NXT Vengeance Day, Shawn Michaels was actually asked about this. Shawn Michaels was asked about this where he said, no, this is not a thing where we're going to let our, our NXT superstars go out and work for other companies. Actually, it's a one-time thing. Booker asked for Ivy Nile, and we said, sure. And so we then go with, okay, he shot down the rumors. This comes from the horse's mouth, the man running NXT, Shawn Michaels. But now this next part, maybe take with just a pinch of salt because Dave Meltzer actually tried to clarify some things going forward on a recent edition of Wrestling Observer Radio where he stated, quote, I will try to explain it. Ivy Nile will be working a show in a couple of weeks for Booker T's Reality of Wrestling. Right now, the Reality of Wrestling, because of Booker T, it's not. Shawn Michaels actually said it's a one-time thing. From what I understand, regarding Reality of Wrestling goes, they expect to get some NXT stars from time to time. Brian Alvarez had put in a tweet, and Brian is basically correct that there are several other companies that have been talked to with the idea that they may be able to get NXT stars. But the Booker T thing has to go well. If it goes well, there are other companies, and I think they're targeting companies that have good relationships with AEW and see what they can do. That's part of it, of course, too. They would be willing to send, send in theory, NXT talent to some independents at maybe... Companies have been talked to whether it ends up happening or not. We don't know. So basically what Meltzer is saying here, and he kind of got long-winded and, and fumbled over some things here, but what he's basically saying is if everything goes well with Ivy Nile working reality of wrestling, then WWE would consider other independent promotions possibly using NXT talent. But the, everything has to go well with the Booker T one, and then they'll go from there. So that's 
the possibility. It's possible. John right now didn't want to maybe give too much out there and just said, oh, this is a one-time deal right now. Right now. One-time deal right now. But it could be something in the future where not all the time and not very frequent, but we see here and there NXT superstars go and work for different companies a la what Triple H used to do NXT, NXT superstars do with Evolve. Remember when we would see Johnny Gargano, the Street Profits, Cassius Ono, Drew McIntyre, and others go work for Gabe Sapolsky's Evolve? This could be something similar to that, where they have a very select few of indie promotions that they are going to work with to sometimes periodically here and there say, hey, you need a tag team? Here's Pretty Deadly. You need a female superstar? Here's Indy Hartwell. You know what I mean? So maybe that is what this is going to be in the long term. Not something that's going to be every single weekend or every single month maybe, but here and there, spot for spot, you know, different situations evaluated different ways. We'll see how it goes. So it's not 100% shot down that this is a one-time thing only and it's never going to happen again. But as of right now, they're doing a trial run. And when talking about new things WWE's doing in 2023, one new thing is a new video game-ish. It's WWE 2K23. WWE 2K23 just come out on March 17th, and we actually got some word on some improvements coming to said game. In an interview with Screen Rant, WWE 2K23 creative director Lionel Jinks stated the following on some new things coming in the game. While univ with Universe, there's some huge improvements that we made there to help tell the story and give users even more control than they've already had, which is crazy to think about. You can have actions that you you can have actions that you want certain superstars to perform before a match. Like, okay, I want Bobby Lashley to shake hands with MVP before the match. But at the last second, I want him to just punch him. Like, those are actions that you can actually assign to the match and watch those cutscenes play out and see how that kind of dictates your rivalry. Associate gameplay producer Brian Williams also added, quote, Lionel mentioned it earlier when he was talking about Universe, but... I was playing with it. I was playing the game over the past weekend, and I even reached out to our universe designer. Him and those guys had done a tremendous job on universe this year. The ability, because cutscenes have always been prevalent in universe and telling those stories within that mode. This year, having the ability to be that ultimate puppet master where, like Lionel described, being able to scroll through a list of available actions that you want your superstar to do, whether it's to be respectful at the start of a match or disrespectful at the end. The level of control that the player will have in universe this year is something that I don't think they were expecting. So that's really cool to see that now if people are using universe mode to create their own shows and YouTube series and stuff, they're going to have even more control over how their show is laid out and different things that happen on their shows. I think this is going to... Game changer for people that run uh, E-Feds, I guess you could say, with 2K22. Like we saw last year with Kind of Funny and the way Greg Miller was doing Kind of Funny Wrestling. Now, 
that he's going to be able to go in there and dictate storyline stuff with cutscenes. Game changer. This is super cool. May even interest me to jump in and do a universe mode series. Maybe just do like a season of it to see. But I think this is a awesome, awesome, I guess you could say level that they are adding to universe mode. There was already a very cool mode that I regrettably did not take enough advantage of as far as content does go that I'm now way interested in with these new adjustments and updates that we may start doing some universe mode content going forward. Now with universe mode, you're setting your own rosters. You're placing people on Raw. You're placing people on SmackDown. And it looks like a couple WWE superstars have been in real life moved from SmackDown to Monday Night Raw. As we noticed last week on Monday Night Raw, Maximum male models were on the show, and we we're kind of scratching our head a little bit, going, Why is Maxine Dupree here? Why is Mansois here? Why is Marseille here? And well, that's because those three have officially been moved to the Monday Night Raw brand. If you go to WWE's website, and we'll show you here with one of them, you can actually see that they have officially been moved over to the Monday Night Raw brand as we pull up Mansour's. Um, and I hate how WWE does this, but we'll pull up Mansoor's page. This might be hard to see, but we'll pull up Mansoor's page. And as you see right here, raw logo. I don't know why they have the raw logo on here in white when it blends in so much with the actual background here. But if you can see it on camera, I don't know if you can. It does show that Mansoor is now part of the raw roster. Same thing for Maxine Dupree. Same thing for Marseille. I did have some people ask me about this last week going, hey, are they actually moved or was this just a bit they were doing for the week? And they have officially been moved to Monday Night Raw. So that's really cool. That's really cool. I don't know if maybe in return, anybody else has been moved over to SmackDown to even things out. It doesn't seem like it as of right now that we have seen. So yeah. Maxine Dupree, Marseille, and Mansois have all officially been moved to the Raw brand for WWE. As we get to our final tidbit of WWE news here, we got to talk about Ronda Rousey losing the SmackDown Women's Championship to Charlotte Flair and exactly why. We kind of know, but we got a little more clarification on this from... Dave Meltzer on a recent Wrestling Observer Radio, as Meltzer stated, quote, they made the decision to go with Charlotte to win the title, which was basically a last-minute thing. Let's put her over. Now, going back really fast, I think it was in the Ryan Satin Fox Sports interview, Charlotte actually stated that she didn't know she was winning the belt until she was on her way to the arena. She was on her way to the building on December 30th, and they told her, hey, by the way, uh, you're winning the title tonight. So she had to call for her gear to get sent in last minute and this and that. Good thing they were in Tampa where she lived. So yeah, that was really cool and really interesting to hear that Charlotte said, I didn't know I was winning the belt until that day. But Meltzer goes on to state, Rhonda then decided that she wanted to be in a tag team with Shayna Baszler because she's always wanted to do that run. So she will do that run. Melzer did report last week in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that it is basically all but locked in or basically locked in 
that Ronda and Shayna will be challenging damage control for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. There we go. Ronda and Shayna challenging for the tag titles at WrestleMania was something Ronda wanted to do, or at least her and Ronda, her and Shayna being a team, and that's what led to them pulling the trigger and putting the belt on Charlotte. I wholeheartedly expect Ronda and, Ronda and Shayna to win the belts, to become tag team champions, because why put Ronda Rousey in that match if she's not going to win? You know what I mean? So I, I wholeheartedly, I'm predicting right now, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler will walk out of WrestleMania with the Women's Tag Team Championships. As we move over to some AEW news, Tony Khan still talking about being interested in purchasing WWE. Let's move on and see. Uh, speaking on the February 5th edition of Mark Hoke Show, Tony Khan stated, quote, if there's a sale process, certainly I'm interested. Um, certainly I'm interested in it and potentially being involved in it. We'll have to see what the process is and who exactly they'll let get involved in it. Certainly I'm interested in it very much. Now, this is not the first time that Tony Khan has said on the record that he wants to be involved in talks to potentially purchase WWE. He said it in a, an interview with Baby Huey of In The Click, he said, if there is that process of potentially buying WWE, we want to be involved. Now, of course, Tony Khan's going to need to go out and find some investors and stuff to help him and his papa purchase this company if that's the route they're going to go and the route WWE may take. But regardless, again, Tony's not backing and shying away of, I'm interested in possibly buying WWE. Now, the aforementioned... CNBC keeps, I guess you could say, talking about different entities and groups and companies that could be interested in buying WWE. We did hear, I can't remember the guy's name now, but he was in, interviewing Nick Khan. Well, there's a panel of them. Nick Khan was on CNBC on Friday, I want to say. And Nick Khan was basically told by, I can't remember the guy's name now. Oh, well, we're hearing that Comcast is not interested in purchasing WWE. Well... It actually came out over the weekend, and we were told by one source, he spoke out of turn. The guy spoke out of turn, stating that Comcast is not interested. Comcast is still slightly interested. Everybody's slightly interested right now because of the... From what we're hearing and what other people are reporting, no one knows at what level talks are at with any company or potential buyers. And so everyone's just listed as, Slightly interested until we know something further. Nick Khan did state that we want this thing to be wrapped up within three months. So Nick Khan did state that they possibly want this deal done by or around, if not right after WrestleMania. Now, speaking of after WrestleMania, after WrestleMania is one of AEW's biggest shows of the year, and that's Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing since its inception in 2019. Except, well... I kick that back. Double or Nothing started in Las Vegas. Then they had to move it over to Daly's Place for two years, maybe. And then they were able to go to back to Las Vegas for the last, last year. And this coming year, it does look like AEW will be moving back to Vegas for Double or Nothing. Also from the Mark Hoke show, Khan was asked about where and when we're going to get Double or Nothing. Is it in Vegas Memorial Day weekend? And Tony said, yes, you should. I can't wait. 
I really believe that we built something really special in Las Vegas with Double or Nothing Weekend for the local fans in Vegas and fans who travel all over the world to be part of Double or Nothing every year. Absolutely, as long as I can make it happen, which I think will be for many decades to come. I expect Double or Nothing to be part of the Las Vegas calendar and Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas is an AEW staple now. Memorial Day weekend is a very important American holiday, and we built a nice tradition there over that weekend, and on Sunday in particular. We have had a lot of success, and I would love to do Double or Nothing in Las Vegas, and I expect to. I don't expect an official announcement to come until possibly the broadcast of Revolution on March 5th from San Francisco. But yeah, Tony Khan basically did say there, hey, we're going back to Vegas, which is cool and not cool at the same time. It's cool because they've got themselves like a niche there with that show. They theme it casino. It's got a casino theme to it. And it's always in Vegas. But there's the thing of, Hmm. What if WWE was only? What if WWE held WrestleMania in one city, the same city every year? Because they've 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 done this. Double or nothing, Vegas, all out. Chicago. Those two shows don't move. At least they haven't moved yet. And it sounds like Tony doesn't want to move those shows. So it's like those are your two biggest shows. Yes, Revolution's always done really well, and Full Gear's always done really well. But Double or Nothing. And All Out are considered the two biggest shows for AEW. Why aren't they trying to branch those shows out and do them other places, do them in other cities, grow those shows to where they can be in bigger buildings? I mean, maybe one day Double or Nothing can be in Allegiant Stadium. But it's like, eventually you're going to get tired of traveling to Vegas. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I've only been to Vegas twice. But eventually you're going to get tired of, oh, I got to go to Vegas for this show again. Oh, I got to go to Chicago for that show again. I don't know. I just went last year. I'm not traveling again. It's like with WWE and WrestleMania. A lot of people will travel to WrestleMania, but then there's also a lot of people going, well, I'm not going to WrestleMania. I don't want to travel. Oh, wait. They're going to be in my state or or near my city or in my city? I'm going. You don't know, no, you don't know how many people I know that went to WrestleMania 31 in San Francisco because that was in California. It was only a Four, three, three to four hour drive from where we are here in Central California that have not gone to another WrestleMania since because they didn't want to do the travel, but have already got their tickets for WrestleMania uh, 39 this year in LA because, again, only a three hour drive. So, I mean, AW has seen good success with Double or Nothing and All Out, and as far as those shows selling out and whatnot, and I'm not saying those shows will not continue to sell out. But they could do even more business moving them around to bigger cities, different cities, and possibly growing them to where they can be held in bigger buildings, bigger arenas, bigger venues, even stadiums. I think WWE, maybe not go out and sell, or not WWE, AEW, maybe not go out and sell out a SoFi stadium, not sell out, you know, uh, Soldier Field. But maybe they go to a place with a smaller college football stadium, like, for instance, here in Fresno, Fresno State, and the Bulldogs um, Valley Children's Stadium. Maybe they go and sell out something like that and do an outdoor show at a college football stadium, not a, quite an NFL stadium with 60,000, 70,000, 
but maybe a football stadium with what's the size of the Bulldog Stadium? Bulldog Stadium capacity. Um, let's see. Capacity for Valley Children's Stadium in Fresno, California. Thirty to forty thousand. The record for that stadium is forty-two thousand. There's nothing saying that AEW puts on a tremendous all-out at a forty-thousand-seat football stadium, college football stadium. There's nothing to say that they can't do that. Even drop it down to twenty-five, thirty, with the stage and configurations and all that. There's nothing to say that AEW can't do that. But when they're just going to the same city and the same venue every time, I feel like that's wasted potential. And I feel like that's AEW leaving some cards, no pun intended for double or nothing, on the table. As far as our final news story does go, we have some, I guess you could say, backstage reactions of some in AEW as far as AEW going on the road with house shows. This does come from Fightful as they write the following. AEW has officially announced their first leg of house shows, and so far, we've heard positive reception from the roster. Multiple talent that spoke with Fightful about the news of live events and house shows being added to the AEW schedule. Several said that they knew something like this had to be coming for a while, with one source indicating that multiple wrestlers had pushed for this for multiple reasons. One talent told us that they'd rather get their in-ring reps in under All Elite Wrestling's banner than working outside the company for various reasons, but didn't specify those reasons. Another talent spoke of how this will benefit the younger of more inexperienced talent and expect to see creative matchups that will help them along in their growth process. The same talent spoke highly of the reps those talents can get on dark, but said being able to work longer matches on the road against more experienced talent will be invaluable. Most of the AEW talent, if not all, have a set number of maximum dates in their contracts that we're told AEW rarely even comes close to approaching on a yearly basis. So, AEW has been prepared from a contractual standpoint for this. The talent we spoke to with ex- uh, the talent we spoke with expected the shows to be filmed, which is customary for all major companies, but there was no word on plans to distribute them right now. So there we go. Sounds like everybody is positive on AEW running house shows. We do not know exactly what the house show model is going to be. We know there's one coming up, but they haven't announced any more. We know that one house show is coming, and we'll have to wait and see exactly what they set for this regular house show schedule. Is it going to be like WWE every weekend or most weekends? Is it going to be one show a weekend? Is it going to be two shows a weekend? Do they split their roster and do two shows in one day, like a Saturday, Saturday, and a Sunday, Sunday? they have a big enough roster where they can send two groups on the same day to different places. So we'll see exactly what AEW does as far as when they're going to do more house shows, as far as how many house shows they're going to start doing and how regular these house shows actually become. Because again, most in AEW think this is a very beneficial thing, especially for the younger talent that need more in-ring time. And when they say that they would rather do this with AEW than outside of AEW, yeah, because you don't want to go work for a company that you're unfamiliar with. Say you get sent to, and I'm not going to name any names, but a random Missouri indie promotion that you've never worked for and have a bad experience and get hurt because 
they didn't do things properly. At least you're working more with AEW, the company that you trust and know is going to do everything on the up and up. Trust me, I've been to a few indie shows that were not run properly. They were ran very bad. But with that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up here for the wrestling wrap-up. That's all we got for today. But we're not done as far as today does go. Remember, tonight is Monday Night Raw. And four things have so far been announced for tonight's Monday Night Raw. Pull this up on the screen right here because WWE has announced that in a steel cage match, Becky Lynch will be taking on Bayley in a actually the final qualifying match for the Women's Elimination Chamber match. We will see Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, Carmella, and Piper Niven battle it out for that final spot. In the two final qualifiers for the men's U.S. title elimination chamber match, we have Monte or we have Angelo Dawkins taking on Damian Priest. We have Montez Ford taking on Elias. So there we go. Those two things, or those four things actually, will be taking place tonight on Monday Night Raw. So with that, guys, we will be back live tonight for Monday Night Raw. We'll break down that entire show. We'll recap it. We'll give you our thoughts and so forth. So with that, have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.